Welcome to Sugar and Spice and Real Estate Advice with Monica and Noel. Our guest for today is Angie Alvarado. She is a licensed clinical social worker. Her area of expertise is behavioral health, and she has more than 10 years of experience in this field, and we're so happy to have her with us today to talk about mental wellness. You might be asking yourself how mental wellness ties into real estate. And, you know, the reality is that having a positive outlook on life begins inside of each and every one of us. Everything begins on the inside. Noelle and I strongly believe that mental clarity has everything to do with reaching your goals, and that includes your real estate goals. Having mental clarity helps you take that one first step. And taking the first step in the right direction is what changes people's lives for the better. So today, Angie's going to be sharing her knowledge as she answers some questions for us and helps us really navigate the subject of mental wellness. Angie, welcome. Thank you for being part of our podcast. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you for being with us. Great to know that everyone's doing well in these uh, tough times. A- Angie, now more than ever, it's important to realize that everything begins on the inside. If we think and feel great, we're going to be able to produce positive results in every area of our life. Why is, why is mental wellness so important, especially during these tough times? Absolutely, Angie. Can can you explain for our audience what is anxiety? A lot of the times people assume that anxiety and stress only happens to certain people. You know, like for instance, sometimes we say it only happens to adults. Um, and I think we can all agree that it's far from the truth. It affects everyone because, I mean, come on, it's part of being a human. And so uh, can you elaborate on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, During my time as a clinician, I worked with young kids, um, so I can say that anxiety um, is definitely very common. It's one of the most common, um, you know, common mental illnesses um, in the nation. And so, um, you know, it's a normal human emotion that we all feel, you know, feel just like fear and happiness. And... um, it's often, you know, a healthy emotion. Um, you know, we experience anxiety, you know, kids to adults, uh, older adults, so we all feel it. We've all felt it and we've all experienced it. Um, it's just part of our life. So 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the main thing that I like to do when I work with, with you know, with, with students, with families, um, is that, you know, I like to educate them on the fact that anxiety is normal and it's healthy and we need it to be able to focus, to be able to respond uh, to situations that may be, you know, bring danger. Um, you know, it's an mm-hmm. internal alarm system that we, that's known as a fight or flight response uh, because it's meant to protect us from danger and, and just help us react. Um, however, uh, what I like to educate on is that when it becomes, when it starts to become a regular feeling, you know, anxiety, and you're feeling it daily, really frequently, and it starts to interfere with your day-to-day actions, um, and functions, you know, uh, then that's when it can become a, a medical disorder. Wow. Well, that's, that's a great point. Thank you for sharing that with us. You know, one, one of the, uh, uh, the next question I want to ask you is, what are the symptoms of anxiety? Yeah, again, you know, anxiety is uh, a feeling of just worrying, you know, feeling nervous, maybe some unease to typically something that, you know, is happening, maybe happening, that's something that's uncertain. So, for example, during this, you know, time, this outbreak of COVID, mm-hmm. um, people are uncertain about the virus you know, and, and you know, what types of treatments are available and, and what's going to happen in the future, you know, and when we'll be, at, we'll be out of uh, quarantine, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, that brings up a lot of uncertainty, which, you know, can heighten our anxiety. Um, anxiety affects, you know, millions of people worldwide worldwide, like I mentioned, um, mm-hmm. and actually anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness in the United States. It affects about 40 million um, adults ages 18 and older. Wow. It's super wow. highly treatable. Yeah, anxiety is highly treatable. A lot of people don't know that because of the stigma that's associated with mental illness. Less people seek help. Um, but people with anxiety as a disorder are three times uh, three to five times more likely to go to the doctor and get help, and six times more likely to be hospitalized for a psychiatric disorder than those that you know suffer from it, that don't suffer from anxiety disorders. Um, anxiety uh, disorders develop from a lot of different risk factors, mm-hmm. um, including our genetics, you know, our brain chemistry, our personality, and just our life events and lifestyles. Wow. So. You know, during this outbreak of COVID-19, stress has definitely heightened, has been heightened for most people uh, because of just the news media coverage that instills a lot of fear and worry about the disease, uh, which can be really overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, and it definitely brings strong emotions in both adults and children. So, um, you know, according to the CDC, uh, a lot of the symptoms of anxiety include fear and worry, you know, changes in sleep or eating patterns, uh, difficulty sleeping or concentrating, mm-hmm. uh, worsening of any chronic or mental health conditions, and increased use of alcohol, drugs, or other substances. Wow. You know, Angie, uh, this reminds me of a story. It's not a story, actually, it did happen in my family. For years, um, we, we thought this, this, this person in our family was having a heart attack. And and we were panicked. I mean, we were, oh my God, what do we do? What do we do? And this, keep in mind, we were kids at that time. And finally, as we got, and this is this happened for years. And finally, when I was old enough to to make a decision, I I, I called nine one one, and 
and uh, we took her to the hospital and and they're like, what's wrong with what's what's wrong with her? And my first my first reaction was she's having a heart attack. And right. the doctor came in and looked at her, you know, do what they had to do. And then she said, oh, she's having an anxiety attack. Right. And we're like, yeah, what? Attack. Yeah, panic attack. And we're like, excuse me? <laughs> and we just, right. we like, were, yeah, we didn't know anything about that back then. And, and, and it's good to right. know that there's people right. out there who do know what there's going on. So. Yeah. I saw a lot of patients that were referred by their primary um, physician for those types of, uh, of symptoms, like, you know, um, increased, you know, heart rate or, you know, palpitations mm-hmm. that can indicate, you know, that there's a possible heart attack, um, you know, um, even increased blood pressure. So those are very common, and, and, it, and it's, it's so important to educate people um, so that they can be aware, right, of what's going on with themselves. Absolutely. So I, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Angie, how can we release tension and create intention? That's a great question, Monica. Um, you know, setting an intention is a very important part of self-care and just creating an overall healthier well-being. Um, when we, by releasing our attention, for example, doing the things that, that we love, that we're passionate about, that mm-hmm. bring us joy, you know, like through maybe exercise or practicing mindfulness um, or any other type of healthy coping, we're really setting the tone for our day and what's, for what's important to us. So the first step that you can take is to really set that intention, ask yourself, you know, what's important to you, what, what you need to work on for yourself. Um, and what you need to work on letting go of as well. Um, you know, they say that energy flows where attention goes. Mm-hmm. So setting that intention is drawing your attention towards something, right? Mm-hmm. Which allows you to really open that and, you know, the way for the energy to flow. And it, you know, it can help um, make it easier for you to, to reach what you want. Wow, that's fantastic. And you, what type of habits or activities can we practice to straighten our mental well-being? Well, I love this question at all because it's something that I'm um, always talking about with my students as a school social worker um, and, you know, with the families. Um, I believe that, you know, by creating healthier habits, we become used to them and therefore our bodies will and our minds will need them. So if you enjoy walks, run, you know, strength training, whatever it is that, you know, you enjoy doing, these habits they'll become part of your lifestyle. So going back to dealing with COVID-19, our new way of adjusting to this outbreak, we have to find ways to cope with stress. Mm -hmm. And the following are just a couple of of, of ways that you can deal with stress in a healthy manner. So one is, you know, taking breaks from watching um, or reading or listening to the news stories on, you know, social media. Mm -hmm. I found that I was doing that a lot at the beginning. I don't know about you guys. Yes, yes. Right? And, And it was... How can you not? <laughs> right? <laughs> you, yeah, you couldn't escape it. But um, and so, but I found myself, you know, feeling a little bit more more anxious. And so I, you know, I have to set a boundary, you know, and setting healthy boundaries is also a, a way to practice, you know, good self-care. Um, 
so I, I did that, um, and, and that's one way that we can really establish, um, you know, positive, uh, healthy coping. Mm-hmm. Another is, um, you know, exercising regularly, getting out there and, and, you know, taking walks or runs or bike rides. You know, now we have more things available, you know, more, more access to things, so like bike paths mm-hmm. or, just, you know, parks and things like that, trails, so, you know, important to get out there um you know getting in plenty of sleep and and just taking care of our body by nourishing it with healthy well-balanced meals um you know stuff that you guys all know that you know you all know that we need to be doing um and you know avoiding alcohol and and drugs especially when you do experience anxiety or depression um because it can just increase it um and then just making that time to unwind and doing something that you enjoy again Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Simple things like gardening, you know, gardening yeah. and things like that. Connecting with others, mm-hmm. not losing that that connection with our our family members, even though we can't really physically be there mm-hmm. together. You know, just you know, calling them or yeah. having a Zoom. You know, not not losing that human connection, which is so important. Exactly. You know, um, and Joe, I want to ask you a question in regards to. Uh-huh. you know panic attacks uh what what would what can we do let's see we have someone who's having a panic attack what's what's the three things we can do well it can look different for everybody um but again it's really um being aware of your emotions right well how are you feeling what is my what are the physiological symptoms right mm-hmm. right you know and, and 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 usually it's triggered by a thought so Okay. You know, if you're constantly thinking about something bad is going to happen or what if this happens or what if that happens, that's when we start to um, spiral down. You know, mm-hmm. I call it spiraling down. And what can we do to spiral back up? You, the, the, the most um, common strategy that I teach um, anybody that I work with is called grounding. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that is, um, you know, just grounding our, ourselves to the present moment so that we don't lose control mm-hmm. um, because a panic attack feels like you're losing control mm-hmm. and so we need to try with with all our might to just try to ground ourselves now if there's a family member there and, and they know that you suffer from panic attacks it's you know a really good idea to or a good suggestion that they also um uh they're involved in that 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 uh part of it or plan Mm-hmm. Um, if you do suffer from it, but just in general, you know, the grounding technique is really, really super simple, and you can mm-hmm. use it anywhere. And I usually start with um, just using your five senses. You know, we can use our five, five senses anywhere in the FDR. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, you would count five, four, three, two, one. So start with five things that you see. You know, and stop and and really have you know you have your feet on the, on the ground and start with the five things that you see, right? And then you name them, you describe them. And focus on those five things that you see, and then you go down for things that I don't know that you hear. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear the sound of the birds, things like that. Mm-hmm. Three things that you might smell, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, two things that you might uh, be able to touch, and then maybe one thing that you can taste. So mm-hmm. that in itself will help decrease the anxiety and the panic. Mm-hmm. Again, it looks different for everybody, but mm-hmm. that's one of the that is like my, my go-to strategy mm-hmm. when I'm working with students, when I'm working with with anybody, adults even. So um, 
that that would be my uh, tip for you. Yeah, that's a great that's a great tip. Uh-huh. And and you know what, Angie, yeah. I I love the way you phrase it. You 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 have said that it looks different for everyone, and I love that because I think that with this COVID nineteen, we have to be very mindful and very empathetic mm-hmm. towards the fact that. Um, listen, the reality is, is that everyone is coping with things differently and exactly. we have to be respectful of, I think coronavirus has, has, uh, taught us so many things, but correct me if I'm wrong. I've, I've read that anxiety it's caused because you're living too much in the past or too much in the future, not necessarily in the now. Is that, could that exactly. be? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's something that I, um, I, when I'm educating um, in the beginning phases of treatment, mm-hmm. um, educated people on what anxiety and depression is. Just, you know, depression, I, I like to look at depression as holding on to the past, not being able to process certain things that have happened to you. Mm-hmm. And anxiety is about the future and, and really what, you know, the what ifs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what I, how I look at it, but anxiety and depression can take place at the same time. So that's important for everybody to know mm-hmm. that a person that suffers from anxiety can suffer from depression. Um, you know, so if it, again, you know, when you are um, struggling with anxiety, what I like to focus with with people is really let's take control of those what ifs. You know, mm-hmm. let's let's make a list of the things that you can control at this very moment yeah. because we can't control what. You know, what's going to happen within an hour, mm-hmm. what's going to happen tomorrow, you know, or the future. We have to think about, you know, and focus on the, the now, the present, which is why grounding is, is such a great technique mm-hmm. um, because it helps you focus on the present. Um, and, of course, you know, it doesn't happen over, you know, overnight. I mean, you have to practice these things, but mm-hmm. that is very, a very effective uh, tool that we can all use anywhere that we may be, so... Mm-hmm. Wow, Angie, thank you very much for sharing this sharing this information with us. And this is valuable information that can benefit any family, no more than ever. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. it's important Absolutely. to understand. Yeah, to understand why we need practice better habits, and uh, that will lead people to become better versions of themselves. And I, for one, will tell yeah. you that learning about. Uh, anxiety and it, I, it opened my eyes because you, you'd be surprised how many people I come across that I freak out because I think they're having a heart attack and they're having a panic attack. Mm-hmm. Yes, so. and, and it just, again, you know, it, be, it, be, it, um, it starts with that bringing that awareness, you know, mm-hmm. because we want to help, um, you know, break that stigma. I know you're busy and you're a busy mom (laughs) and and uh, a professional and we truly I mean we mean it from the bottom of our hearts we appreciate your time because uh it's just it's non-stop for for parents you know both dads and moms so we appreciate you especially now especially now that we're parents and teachers Yes, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> professionals, right? Yeah. Good point. We have to wear different hats. Absolutely. Oh yes. yes. So we, we thank yes, you. We are all doing it. 
Yes, we thank you, and we hope that we can uh, talk to you in the future, maybe a, a second, you know, part two, and we'd love to continue talking about this topic. Of course. Thank you so much. Anytime. No problem. Um, there's a couple of hotlines that I wanted to share. Uh, maybe, I know, maybe Monica would post those afterwards. Um, but if you are in an immediate help or in a crisis, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1-800-273-8255. Thank you. Awesome. So, that's great. That's great, great information. Numbers. And you're right. I will post this information because I know it. Um, there's a lot of numbers involved. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, and but this is great information. And and one last thing, Angie. I know Noel wanted to touch base on this. There's a stigma about people getting help when they need it, or people feeling like I'm the only one going through this. And I love the fact that you mentioned that you know anxiety affects millions of people. But um, people oh, yeah. people need to get help. There's nothing wrong with that. You know. No, absolutely. Not nothing wrong with it. And- and again, it starts with that psychoeducation about it, you know, to help normalize uh, that anxiety is a normal human emotion, you know, like I said earlier, it, we all feel it, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it, you know? Awesome. Um, so, yeah, you're, you're right, and I think that having that support from our family members and our loved ones is key. Yes. Excellent. Thank you, Angie. Thank you so much, Angie. Thank you. I love this information. I honestly feel that I... My, you have opened my eyes. Yes. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Stay safe and healthy and say hello to the family and we'll be in touch. Thank you. All right, likewise. You okay. guys take care of yourself. You too, Angie. Talk to you soon. Okay, bye. bye-bye. Okay. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode with Angie Alvarado. We love hearing from our audience. We, if you have any questions or comments, please email us at noelandmonicapodcast at gmail.com. And remember to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We truly value your input and we thank you for tuning in. As Angie said, I'm going to be posting information on uh, resources for people that may need the information. If you need immediate help in a crisis, there's a National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Um, If you or someone you know is in crisis, whether they are considering suicide or not, please call the toll-free number Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 to speak with a trained crisis counselor 24-7. I will also leave information about the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline that connects you with the crisis center. Um, There's also a text line, and again, I'll be leaving this information on our post on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you for tuning in, and until next time, my friends. Bye.